You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Actually, it's the the lead play in in our offense. We ask our YN or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet. Get an isolation with the with the linebacker. Tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, to drive down on the first man to his inside. YN has the linebacker taken out. He cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker here. He comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley. What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us, Packers Total Access at gmail.com. You can text us, 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Tim, live in Green Bay. Going to talk a little bit of Jeff Halfley tonight, all right? The Packers. Who? <laughs> That's right. That's Jeff Halfley, the, the Packers' new D.C. Uh, man, been a lot of conversations going on all over Twitter today. Been getting a lot of feedback. Um, you guys know I went and took uh, – went and looked at – all right, let's look at the games that Boston College played last year. All right. That's his most recent defense, although I'm learning that he's never been a play caller, which is wild to me, Tim. He's never – to the best of my knowledge, every stop he's been, he's never been a play caller. So I can understand some people say – you know, well, we can't really judge what he did at Boston College because he wasn't calling plays. I get that, but he's a defensive-minded head coach who put the defensive coordinator in place. You're gonna have a hard time convincing me that's not the defense he wanted ran, right? Wanted right. you know, wanted to run. So, um, with that being said, what we'll do is we'll kind of dive into that game against Florida State. And the reason I picked Florida State, listen, I could have picked Podunk University or some other, you know, whatever name some community college. We could have picked the game where they played absolutely great and, you know, one by two scores. What's the point in that, right? This was the number three Florida State University Seminoles, right? This is the number three team in the country, and they only lost. I think they ended up losing by three points, right? So I went through and watched every snap three times and came away with what I felt like were the most important defensive plays. And I think we came away with 14 plays. So we're going to try to go quick with it. But – the goal here was to go, okay, what did Jeff Halfley do 
against the Florida State Seminoles, right? What was his approach? Did he play majority cover? You know, did he play majority man like people are saying he's going to? Many people are convinced he's going to play a ton of press coverage because he's made comments in the past about he likes press coverage. We didn't see that on the tape, right? We, I mean, we've seen press, but we mainly seen mirror match press man, which is, you know, a little different than press man. But on top of that, there were still minimum defenders playing that style of defense. Now, it doesn't mean everything we talk about tonight does not mean that this is exactly how he's going to call it at the NFL level, right? He's never called a game before. You know what's crazy? I wouldn't be surprised if he comes in as a new DC and he has someone else calling the plays. I mean, he's just never called the plays, so maybe that's not his his mo, right? That's um, not unheard of, right? I mean, I mean, uh, in recent memory, it kind of is. Um, usually, the you know the DC is calling the plays. But um, when you look at that defensive staff, Tim, it's like, who would he have calling the plays? Right. I, can't, I can't think of anybody, right? So I'm expecting him to be the play caller, right? Uh, before we, yeah, before we jump in, let's let's hit a couple of these chats here. Jake Shavink said, six-man pressures look very intriguing for Halfley. Excited to see how Walker gets more involved. You've seen a lot of – I've seen a lot of mugging, but i also seen linebackers on the edge, right? And what I came away with, and just to give you a quick glimpse of this game we're going to break down, is – as far as rushers, he brung four rushers of the 14 plays. And, again, these are key plays in the game, all right? He brung four rushers six times. He brung five rushers seven times and six rushers only once. Now, keep in mind, that was against, you know, uh, was it Jordan Travis? I think his name Travis Jordan. I can't remember which name comes first there, Florida State's quarterback, before he got hurt. Very mobile quarterback. i got to give you guys a little warning here, and you'll see it in Chalk Talk on two different occasions. Big boy defensive lineman, one tech, dropping back into coverage. <laughs> so let's don't lose our mind over it, right? And part of it is, okay, playing against Travis, a mobile quarterback like that, maybe he, his idea was to engage in the one tech, drop back and play a little mid-spy, right? And they did try to blitz off the edge a little bit too. So um, let's just dive into it. Then we'll run down the numbers on the backside. Um, I want to say this, guys. As always, when it comes to doing chalk talk, the stream may go down, right, for copyright purposes. I've already tested this video, and it got it, it got a copyright hit, but it is approved to share it. I, did, I wasn't sure about college football, but evidently it's the same as the NFL. You're allowed to share it. It just can't be monetized. So there's a chance during the live stream that it goes down. If it does go down, it'll come right back up, okay? So just hang tight. Or if you would just rather wait and watch it later, once the live stream's over, everything gets approved, it'll be up continuously. The last three Chalk Talks we've done, they haven't went down at all. So we're, we're you know, praying to sweet baby Jesus. That's how it goes tonight, all right, for your all sake in the chat. So we'll be back with you guys to talk in the chat shortly. Let's just go ahead and hit the tape, Tim. Just confirm you can see this for me, buddy. Yep. All right, good deal, good deal. Let's go ahead and just jump right into it. So this first play – was in the first quarter. It was 728 left. Boston College was up seven to nothing. They jumped up seven to nothing on their opening drive. This is a fourth and three play. All right. Why is that? It's important for me because this is fourth and three, right? How many times did we hear this year? Well, you know, on third and short, we're playing too far off, right? That type of thing, right? I want you to notice the corners here. Look at the corners and where they're playing. Okay. Notice how they're not playing press man. You've got the one press in the slot. Can you see my cursor, Tim? Yep. I can right. see it. Good deal. So you've got the one the one press right there in the slot, okay? So you could see him playing press, right? But notice these other corners. They're not playing press. 
just because he said he's a fan of press doesn't mean he's going to play press every time. That's the other thing, too. Like, this whole man coverage, this was tilted heavy into man coverage in this specific game here, okay? And I, actually, I might be too far ahead here. No, we're good. Okay. Um, so just because he ran this much man coverage here doesn't mean he's going to run it at the NFL level. And I say that because the Dallas Cowboys ran the second most amount of man coverage in the entire National Football League last year. They still played more zone than they played man. Okay. Just to put things into perspective. And man press doesn't always mean man press across the board, as we Absolutely. see right here. Yeah. Yep. It's so you've seen Joe Barry's defense do it all year long where Keyshawn Nixon would come up and play press, but the other corners were playing anywhere from five to seven to 10 yards off the ball. This is common practice. I'm just trying to set proper expectations that the people that think this defense is just going to come out and play press man, you know, 60, 70% of the time, it, it may happen. I'm just not expecting it. Nonetheless, here we go. So what, what they did was we were showing cover zero. What does that mean? Look back here. Notice there's no safety, right? You've got no safety on the backside. So we were showing cover zero, fire six. What does that mean? That's just a blanket term I use for how many people are most likely blitzing. One, two, three, four, five, six. So we're showing a fire six look, right? They're going to use a little motion. And as they bring this short motion over here from the boundary side, all right, they're ID and man. All right, you see man? Now look right here. Now we got man. Notice how this guy jumped up to play press last second, right? So now you got two people playing press, all right? Now, immediately you think, okay, press coverage, he's going to jam him at the line. There's two different types of press man coverage. You've got mirror match press man, and you got press man. Press man is you're trying to reroute that, that receiver, and you're trying to do it in a way where you're really delaying his route release. You're jamming him in the chest, and you're trying to keep him from getting into his route for the first five yards. Mirror match press, you might get a hand on him or maybe not even touch him, and the goal is to get in his hip pocket, and you're playing what we call mirror match press man. You're mirroring, mirroring everything he does as far as his route. Okay, so when it comes to the DBs on this specific play, the DBs were playing mirror match press, mirror match press. And this guy down here was playing seven yards off the ball, a far cry from press man across the board. Right now, when they use the motion over, this guy drops right now. What we got is cover one man. What they got us to do is kind of show our hand. We're going to bring a four man rush here. We being Boston College, we're all Boston College fans tonight. All right. So that's how it's going to play out. Let's just roll the tape and show the outcome. Again, this is a fourth and three play ball snap going to be a passing play. This is one of those explosives, okay? Now, again, man coverage, you went back shoulder. Notice how the defender is just, I mean, his back is to the ball. That's the tough part. Now, that's that big boy from Florida State. So that's a that's a big mismatch there. Again, Boston College, another reason I want to show this tape, they competed with Florida State, right? But Boston College had nothing, nowhere near the roster talent that Florida State had in this game. And they only lost by three points. That's a positive. Many people on Twitter took that as a name. Of course, you picked the Florida State game. That's another three team in the country. No crap, Sherlock. I want to see what he does against great talent, right? Yeah. Like, how does he match it? I could care less about the blowouts. The same people that do that are playing Madden on rookie level. They want to run the score up 70 to nothing and feel good about themselves. I want to know how did this defense perform, right, against a solid team. So next play, 6.08 left in the first quarter. It's a third and eight play. Florida State was driving. Another thing we wanted to key in on is what did we do against bunch co coverage, right? There's bunch. So how did we play bunch? Notice this defender, this DB's closer to the line of scrimmage. This guy's, what, roughly five yards, six yards off of his receiver. Look how far off this guy is. 
That gives you a good indication. We're playing cover zero man once again here. Notice there's no nobody out here on the shelf, right? So it's cover zero man. And what we wanted to do was kind of see, okay, how do they match up in bunch? They're playing what we call catch man out of this bunch. They're, he's locking on him, but if he goes outside, whichever one of these receivers release inside, he's probably going to run with. Now, there may be different calls to different situations, down and distance, all that stuff, but you got man coverage across the board, right? So we got cover zero man, and we're firing six here, right? Cover zero man, fire five with the defensive tackle dropping out of the one tech. So remember what I said about, hey, guys, let's uh, let's be kind of careful with, you know, this whole thing. Preston Smith's no longer going to be in the coverage. You're probably going to see D tackles drop occasionally. You're going to see him drop back into zone out of the one tech, if I remember this play correctly. Okay. So, again, the DBs are off on this specific play, eight yards off the line of scrimmage or eight yards off their receiver, right? Look, look how far off, eight. Okay. We got seven yards off. We got six yards off. We got eight yards, yeah, eight yards off here, and then we got four yards off here. You see what I'm saying about let's let's keep realistic expectations of whether or not they're going to be playing press man. You see what I'm saying, Tim? How they're yep. playing so far off. So yep. again, he could change things up when he gets here. But we can only go off of the most recent tape that we have. This is what he ran last year. Let's roll the tape. All right, we got the snap. Look at the middle of the field, how wide open, right? Oh. Now look at that big DT getting back there. Holy yeah, cow. You see that? Look at look at our big boy. He's going to try to engage, right? He's going to he's going to force the center to respect him, and then he's going to get back and look at him dropping that middle zone. Now check this out. The play was right here. This yep. was a good play call, in my opinion, because he catches the quarterback off guard. He being Jeff Halfley catches the quarterback off guard. The quarterback, as they drop, he's thinking, "All right, I'm just going to hit this drag route, the short cross or shallow cross, right?" And then he looks up, and there's a 300-pound defensive lineman waiting in the zone, right? B.J. Raji, look. So <laughs> it drops incomplete, right? That was a third and eight. There you see the big boy dropping again, number 55. Good play call. Now, again, if if Jordan Travis had seen it, right? I hope I'm saying his name right. I think it's Jordan Travis. I know Travis is in his name. If he had it to do all over again and he knew that that nose tackle was going to drop, he's probably going to work the skinny because there's zero on the shelf. Watch this skinny now. That is butt naked through the trailer park. You can just hammer that home. So, again, nice little stop right there, though. Again, you see the defensive tackle dropping. So, these people saying gone are the days of Preston Smith in coverage. It might be hello to the days that you see Carl Brooks or Kenny Clark <laughs> dropping in the coverage. DJ Slayton in coverage. Yes. This happened twice in this game. Twice in this game did we have a defensive lineman dropping in the coverage. Okay, on two different occasions. So it's something he definitely seen that it could be kind of a spy look too. you drop, you engage, you occupy the blocker, you drop into a shallow spy. And then if he tries to rush up the middle, find a rush lane, then you've got a, a mid spy there. Even if it's a big boy, it's going to deter him from trying to scramble up the middle. Right. Most of that stuff is designed most of the time. So, all right, next play. It's 12, 16 left in the second quarter. It's second and 10. Boston College is now up 10 to three over the Florida State Seminoles. All right. We're in cover one man, fire five. All right, cover one man, fire five. See the deep safety? You're in cover one man coverage. Notice your man matchups here, right? Just man coverage across the board. And then you, you're going to be firing five. Notice these guys. This guy's a little snugger. But notice, him. nobody's playing press man, are they? Yep. No one. No one on this play. It's a second and ten play. Cover one man, fire five. If you notice the DBs from right to left, and we break down their depth of where they're lining up, seven yards off the receiver. 
six yards off the receiver, right? Six yards off the receiver, roughly three yards off the receiver. Nobody playing press, single high man. You're going to fire five, so you're you're blitzing five right here, okay? That's that's one of these plays. Like I said, they've run five rushers seven different times out of these 14 plays. I can just – I can hear it already in my head. Look how far off the ball they're playing. I'm, I'm trying to stay positive, Tim. Don't do this to me, but I just – my goal here isn't to upset anyone and go, hey, this is what – he may come in and play press 90% of the time. I'm not putting my money on it. He may do it. But the point is set proper expectations. Yep. Please please don't let these ranty people convince you that they're going to come in and just play press coverage and lock everything down and play bump and run the entire time. It's not going to happen. It may happen more than Barry. My guess is it probably will, but it's not going to be, you know – as much as people might like until it, until they get burned, of course. But again, cover one man, fire five. There you see the five, right? One, two, three, four, five. You see Travis gets out of the pocket. Another big play against man coverage. Okay. You guys know I'm not a big man coverage fan, but it's obvious in college, it could change in the pros, but in college, Jeff Halfley was a big man coverage guy for and sure. There's a great example of middle field close and where to, where is the play? To the boundary. Right at the sideline. Yep. yep. You got it, man. You got it. And again, the goal is to try to get a better understanding of, okay, how did he approach what's arguably the most important game of their season? If they upset Florida State, the number three team, you set yourself up to have a really successful season in the rankings, right? You could finish really strong there. So let's go ahead and roll this next tape here. I wanted to get the motion going so you can see where people actually lined up. First of all, you see this guy trailing. See him trailing him. So he got man coverage already triggered. Cover one drop. This came, I'm sorry, this came in the second quarter, 1031 left. This is later that drive, second one play. We go cover one drop. This time we're only going to fire four, okay? So we're only blitzing four this time. One, two, three, four. I want you guys to notice something else too. Everyone who's saying they're going to run a 4-2-5, 4-2-5, 4-2-5, right? Notice these linebackers. Now I say linebackers, they're edge defenders, just like Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith. This is what we do in Green Bay. We stand the edges up on the outside. This happens several times in this 14-play saturation. So please don't kid yourself into thinking all of a sudden everybody's going to have their hand in the dirt on in nickel sets, okay? Again, proper, realistic expectation. So what you got here is cover one drop, okay, which essentially means you're going to have one of the backers drop in middle, right? you got cover one deep, and everyone else is pretty much man across the board. This guy's chasing him, so he's man across the board. You see a little press look right there. Once again, it's the slot that's playing press. Notice the DBs on the outside playing off, right? So when you look at the depth of the DBs on these receivers and or tight ends, you got seven yards off of this receiver here, so seven yards cushion. This DB is playing press man, okay? We've seen three defenders in the entire 14 plays only three de defenders played press man. This is one of those plays. Okay, so he's playing press man. All right. So you've got your seven. You've got press. Then you've got three, which he's chasing him across the field. You'll see him try to snug up. For the most part, it stays three. And then seven yards off of that guy. Okay, so that's your depth on that play from the DBs. What we're doing is trying to gather information. Are they really going to be playing press? Are they really going to be playing more snug? Now, he could get to Green Bay. And Matt LaFleur says, hey, I want you to play press every, every, every single snap. I don't think he will, but he could, right? And you throw all this out the window. And again, to the best of my knowledge, Jeff Halfley wasn't even calling these plays. He was just the head coach who has a defensive background, and it's obvious this is the defense he wanted ran. 
at Boston College. So let's roll the tape. Cover one drop. Notice the backer kind of dropping. Now here we go on motion. Look at the separation that was created with motion because of man coverage. Again, why don't I like man coverage? Another reason. Look at how much separation he's already created. And this DB has got to fight through all this traffic, right? He's trying to get through the middle of the field and still get snugged up, okay? As we roll it forward, look at look at how much separation he has, man. This is why he's still navigating the traffic and look at the separation here. Now he's just going to kind of attack the flat. Ball goes out to him. All of your momentum, how you arrive at confrontation determines how you handle confrontation, right? All of his momentum, look at his hips. His hips are square to the sideline. Guess what's going to happen here? Momentum against him, whoop, cut it back. It's six, okay? So what you're seeing is Florida State's just there. They outmatched them, man. They've got more talent. they got more speed. they got more everything. Get the ball out quick, make a miss. Here's the other thing. Where's the other tacklers? Look they're right all here. with their men down the field. They're yeah, in- and their back is to the ball. That's yep. another negative of man coverage, right? So um, it's it's tough. You'll see a big running play later in this uh, later in this game too, where the guy cuts up the sideline. It's like a, a, a basically an outside zone type run out of gun. I think it was like a, a you know a double sidecar look. And you'll notice when he gets outside, the DB the corner is just sprinting up the back, up the sideline with his back to the ball. That's man coverage, man. That's that's what you're sacrificing. You know you got to keep your eyes on your work, as Matt Lafleur says, and it's harder to get involved in the run game, right? So everybody's kind of on their heels, bang, touchdown there for Florida State. That's how they kind of got back into it. All right. So now I don't I don't have the time stamp here. Not a big deal either way. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news. So don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't just misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Terms apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. But uh, let's see here. Let me hide that. All right. Um, We come out in a cover one man, fire five. All right. The DBs are going to be playing mirror match, press man. So here's the only play to the best of my knowledge where we're actually playing uh, 
press man across the board. You see this, Tim? You got mirror match, press man is what this is. Now, again, mirror match, press man, you're not going to try to jam them at the line and hold them at the line and, and delay their route. You might get a hand on them. You might let them free release. But the goal is to press up on them and mirror all of their actions. Mirror match, press man. All right, let's roll the tape. Cover one, we're bringing five. This is a run and play. And look at this right here. Look at all this space. And people were asking, what the heck? Why is there all that space? Let's roll it back a touch. Look up top. This guy has his back. It's hard to see on this angle. He has his back to the ball because he's playing man coverage. Okay? So, again, up the sideline, by the time he figures out it's a running play, dude already has the edge. Got a blocker out front now. Big gain there. That was on first and 10. Let me roll it back here. We got a timestamp now. That was 447 left in the second quarter. First and 10 play. It's tied up 10 to 10. All right. Let's watch another angle here. Look at the box cam. Again, watch him. They're playing a little bit of a read look, but they're just going to turn it loose. Bang, a little cutback. Nice seal. Might have even been a little power action there, too. That's a good way to kind of look at his front here, too, right? You got a four man front. You got the linebacker being pretty aggressive getting in there. He loses gap integrity. This dude right here, to me, you know, typically when you run a four-man front, it's a one-gap type scheme, but he gets he gets pulled in there way too easy, way too easy. So it's hard to put that on the DC there. All right, counter. Now look at the – see it? C-58 come out, sell off the edge. And again, right here, hopefully you can see it within frame shot. He's Look how far the corner is upfield, and now he's already sealed off, right? Yeah. All that space out here. So, again – it, you know, if they're playing zone, you're probably sealing that up a little bit easy, but it's obvious that Jeff Halfley was like, you know what, let's just go out there and let's play man coverage 90 freaking percent of the time in this game and see if we can, you know, catch lightning in a bottle. But, again, big game there on first down. All right, next play, second quarter, 431 left, first and 10 play. We come out in a cover one man, fire four. Now look at the DBs on this play. There's only one DB technically, I guess, on a receiver because they come out in like a heavy set. This looks like this is probably a 22 set, right? you got – Two tight ends, or is that just one? Just one tight end there. Okay, so you got one tight end, and you got your, your two running backs there. There might be one off screen here. I'm not sure what's going on there, but nonetheless, this DB right here, eight yards off the, off the ball, right? And you're just firing four here. Notice the stack backers, right? This might be what you're going to see a lot of when we go up against a run-heavy team like a San Francisco or someone. You may end up seeing it like this. Now, again, you got – Two guys with their, their hand in the dirt. I think this guy's putting his hand in the dirt as well. But look right here. This guy's standing up, right? So just to assume that Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith are always going to have their hand in the dirt, that's what I'm saying. He, he run a little bit of a multiple look like that. When we're in nickel sometimes, we be in Boston College, he was running what we would call a nickel two, four, five, right? There was other times that they did have four hands in the dirt. There was sometimes they had three big body defensive linemen in one quick edge. Right. So you might see a, a multitude of looks when it comes to that. And and he's going to gear this defense around, you know, the way that this uh, the way the roster is built too. But again, cover one man, fire four defensive back, eight yards off the ball. First and 10 play. Let's roll it. Similar look as before. Right. Going to hand it off again. This is the very next play. Look at all those yards. Right. Real vulnerable to the run there, as you can see. If we roll it back again. Let's watch what happens on the outside. Notice how far off this DB's playing. Not only that, but he's backpedaling too. Right. Yep. At the snap, see him backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. He's covering his guy. It's over real quick. To me, that looked like cover one man. There may have been some zone match, but I'm pretty sure it was cover one man. With those heavy sets, what they were doing was a lot of green dog blitzing too, which essentially is, hey, if the you've got man coverage on the running back, you being the linebacker. If the running back stays in the block, you just blitz. That's what we call a green dog, all right? 
Um, next play, second quarter, 56 seconds left. This is right before halftime. We're in the crucial middle eight. Florida State's now up 17 to 10. All right, second and 10 play. We come out and cover one man, fire five. All right, there's going to be a shift to remove the disguise. All right, and let me show you what, what I mean by that. First of all, notice the lineman again. Three defensive linemen with their hands in the dirt. One guy showing blitz off the edge. Don't know if he's coming or not. We're showing fire five, so my, my guess is this guy's blitzing too. What they're trying to disguise here is who on this side is man coverage on this guy right here. So watch what Florida State does. They're going to use a little pre-snap motion, a little shift, and watch what happens. I want you to key in right here. This dude's kind of showing, is he playing man coverage on, on the back that's flat? I'm pretty sure that's the back, back that's flexed out right there. Is he playing man coverage on him, or is he firing a blitz? Now watch what happens. They're going to do a little shift. You see him check at the line. He tells the running back, all right, come over here, side cart. As soon as he goes side cart, you're going to see communication right here. This guy looks back and tells him, you know what, they know what's going on anyway, so he's going to fire, and now this becomes man coverage down here, I'm pretty sure. Okay, So they were trying to disguise it, this, just the, the subtle shift. Travis gets a little bit of information, removes the disguise. Here's what they're going to settle in. You see them communicating. All right, you fire over here. Now, what you're going to see is somewhat of a green dog blitz on the edge. This guy's going to blitz, but this guy is going to kind of hook around the side, and what he's doing is keeping an eye on this running back right here. If he escapes in the flat, you could tell he kind of pulls up, and he's playing what we call green dog. All right, so cover one man, fire five, a little green dog off the edge. They shifted, removed the disguise. What are the DBs doing on this play? We got separation of eight yards. Right um, here, roughly, actually right here, four yards of separation, six yards of separation, eight yards of separation. So, again, DB's not playing press. You're in cover one man, and they're playing soft to the tune of eight yards, four yards, six yards, eight yards. Proper expectations. All right, here we go. Let's roll it. You'll see him. He's going to kind of do that little green dog off the edge. You'll see him. It looks like he's blitzing, but notice how he pulled up. He What he's doing is he's watching this running back. Now, this guy's free to blitz. They just basically switch spots, or if, if they didn't switch spots, they removed the disguise, right? So he's blitzing the quarterback now. Let's roll it. Again, this is a second 10 play. They let it fly. Great play there on defense, right? And this is, I think Packer fans want to see this. They probably want to see them snugged up. I don't think anyone would get excited about all this space right here, but they want to see man coverage. Imagine Jair playing man coverage right here, right? Right. And make the play on the ball. Cover one, safety shades over. You're good. Bat it down. Good play. I want to roll it back one more time. Was there a better option for him? Let's watch Travis drop back, bottom of his drop. Safety's reading his eyes, right? Look right here. Let me do this to make it a little easier. Notice the safety's reading his eyes. Travis, is, I mean, he is just opening up and showing I'm throwing to this side. A good quarterback in this situation, i.e. Jordan Love, We'll, we'll open those shoulders up or close those shoulders in this sense, sell that safety off the seam, and then hammer this route right here, right? You can see it open. Let's roll the tape. See him? Yep. him. If he'd have waited a second longer and used the same shoulder motion to walk that safety over with his eyes, big play right there, big explosive weight. But, again, seemed to be a good play call. They knew what they were uh, to expect there. Nice play by the corner, right? So, a big play there. You see what I'm saying, though, Tim? We're seeing a lot of man coverage, man. A lot of man coverage. Yep. Definitely. Nice break up there. Yeah, like Jake Jake said last night with us, you know, we, we have more talent uh, in Green Bay than uh, he had to work with in Boston College. So I was impressed at this game. You'll see Florida State pulls away, and then they end up getting a defensive touchdown. Boston College ends up getting a defensive touchdown. 
and really closes the gap. And they almost won this game. I was impressed with this game. I posted a clip on Twitter and got roasted. Like, of course you picked Florida State. You just, you know, like like I'm trying to show them. I'm like, no, this was a good performance. Like, hey, they hung with the number three team in the country. What are we talking about here? Not everybody's got a agenda. You know what I mean? Like you. Exactly. Our agenda is to try and figure out what we're going to be running in, in 2024. <laughs> That's all we're trying to do. All right, so here we go. We got a second and eight play, third quarter, 14-28 left. Florida State's up 17 to 10. We come out and cover zero man, fire six spy. So there's going to be a spy in the middle, okay, who's just going to kind of drop back and keep their eyes on Jordan Travis. All right. Um, I really wish I knew if that was his actual name. I know Travis is in his name. I think it's Jordan Travis. I'm probably making an, a rear end out of myself. If you could see the chat, Jake Shavink, confirm for me so I get his name right so I don't get roasted here. Number 13, Florida Quarter, State. Quarterback for Florida State. Yeah, Jordan Travis. All right, got it. Perfect. Look at me, man. I don't watch that much college ball. I'll, you don't have to watch college ball when you got Jake Shavink in the house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, cover. we're going to cover zero, man, fire six spots. So you're going to have a spy in the middle. you got a green dog as well. All right, what I want you to key in on, zero, cover, zero, man. Where are the DBs lined up at? We're going six yards off, right? We're going eight yards off, okay? We're going six uh, – where's he at? There's one I'm missing here. Maybe that was the six. No, I bet that was the six maybe. Anyway, you've got six, eight, six, eight off the ball. You see the other eight out here. Notice the notice the edge corners, right? And this is a nasty split. You see the nasty set. They're playing zero coverage, and they've got these guys playing eight yards off the ball on the perimeters. All right, it's important to know that. Here we go. Let's rotate. We'll play action pass. Let's see what they do here. Going up top, zero coverage. Big explosive. So very aggressive play call. Now let's see what they were playing this guy out here. And I think that's our big boy again. I know Jake knows the name. He'll probably mention it in the chat. That's the guy. I'm pretty sure that's the guy we were talking about being almost six foot seven. Um, we made a note of him the other night. I don't know if I got my notes near me or not. I just got so excited about sweet baby Ray Diff. I think this is Johnny Wilson. Jake, if you would confirm in the chat if that's Johnny Wilson, uh, six foot seven. He's a big old boy, though. He looks so much bigger than everybody else on the field. If that if that ain't him, he's got a he's got a duplicate out there somewhere. But we run a little green dog, like I said, DB six eight. Uh, six, eight, and look at the separation he's going to get. Focus on the circle here. I'm going to drop it down. Nobody in the middle of the field sets it up, hits the seam, like shooting fish in a barrel, man. And and it, another thing you'll notice if you look, if you bring that back and just look at the snap, the pass rush does not get home. So, and, and that's absolutely crucial when you're going, you know, cover zero, man, you've got to get some sort of a pass rush home. Uh, you, you can't. Uh, that's that's one of the most vital things in in this type of an approach, and you yeah. can see here what happens when that line holds and you don't get that pressure. You, you can get beat over the top. Yeah, pretty sure that the circle is your spy, and this is your green dog. He's keyed in right here. Once okay. he realizes that guy's not going out in the pass, he's just going to blitz. All right, watch it again. So they're trying to simulate some pressure, and it just does not hit home. They hold up well. Big explosive play in man coverage, zero coverage. Now, I don't I don't know how much zero they'll run at the NFL level. You'll probably see a lot of cover one, which we ran a lot of cover one last year, and our EPA in cover one was actually number four in the in the league, if I remember correctly. So we're kind of built for that to a certain extent. I'm eager to see how aggressive they get with cover one. But here's a better angle here, kind of that box cam look. You see the protection held up, just, I mean, running butt naked through the trailer park there. So – you could tell, man, 
Jeff Halfley hung it out there, dude. He was like, you know what? If we get beat, we're gonna get beat big. We're just gonna play a ton of man coverage and play zero and try to get pressure on on Jordan Travis. So, all right, next play. This is an RPO and it's gonna trigger a cat. What does that mean? This guy right here is playing man coverage, right? He's got man coverage out here. As soon as he goes in motion, you see them communicate. Look at this safety. See him already uh, clapping his hands. He's yep. trying to get the attention of this corner right here. He's clapping his hands and going, hey, if he motions all the way across, I've got him, okay? What's that trigger? That triggers for this corner to run a cat blitz. They're running an RPO. So the motion's going to trigger the cat. Notice it. They're communicating. All right, there's the cat triggered, and he's just going to fire with momentum. This has now become – man coverage all the way here if he does clear the opposite side. I personally think that this was supposed to be a goal line zone call, okay? And what I mean by that, this guy was supposed to play short. Now, once they fired the cat and they triggered that play call, you'll notice everything's going to get left wide open out here. You're going to see that safety is going to slam down. They're going to run a little RPO, and he knows what Jordan's doing right here. This might even be an RPR. He's going to put the ball in the belly of the running back, and his eyes are going right here in this area. If this safety vacates, right, and this linebacker vacates, whether he slides over or blitzes, he knows this little leak right here from the U tight end is going to be butt naked through the trailer park. All right, let's watch it. See it? So you see the safety trigger right here. See our boy triggering down. The cat is now firing. RPO. Look at Jordan Travis's eyes. Ball in the belly. Eyes at the secondary. He gets just a – I'm a split second later. Look at this. Nobody there. Now look at 85. Too aggressive. Yep. Too aggressive right there. I know people don't like to see us kind of playing conservative inside the inside the 10, inside the 5. It's one of the reasons why we've had some of the best red zone defenses in, the, in you know, recent years in Green Bay. We play a little more conservative. This is the negative aspect of being too aggressive inside the red zone. And, again, got to say it over and over and over, Florida State has a much better roster. Here's a better look. Notice 23. Right, who's covering that guy that they're circling there with the leak with the U? The one guy I want you to key in on is this guy, he covers no one. Now, maybe he's keyed in on the read option and watching the mesh point. That could be the case, right? Because you are worried about Jordan Travis running the, the read option, the zone read, right? Look at 23 yep. bail. There goes the cat fire RPO. Nobody there, actually, yeah, he's playing run the whole time. You can see, and this is the guy I was thinking of. Notice how he just kind of sits. Like, if you know 23 is going to the flat, Tim, way out here to cover this guy. To cover the motion, yeah. Why are you there? Yeah, exactly. Better cover that you. I don't put that on Jeff Halfley. I have a hard time looking at this play call and go, yeah, that's just a bad play call. It looks like something went wrong here. Somebody blew an assignment. They got too many eyes in the backfield there. But he just – you see, that's just – that's as easy as it gets. As easy as it gets right there. All right, next play, third quarter, 12-22 left, first and 10 play. Florida State's now up 24-10. to 10. The route is on. Cover three. I think this is either zone match or spot drop. There's some that kind of looks like uh, spot drop. There's there's one defender that looks like he's playing zone match. Someone is wrong. We know that. You can't be have, You can't run both of them. Someone is wrong on this play. So you've got to give a little grace to Jeff Halfley on this play and go, okay, someone blew a coverage. Just like we gave grace to Joe Barry. You've got to know, okay, there's miscommunication. I think there was three different occasions that we've seen miscommunication in this specific play with Boston College's defense. Again, highly outmatched, but it is what it is. On this play, we run either a cover three zone match or it's a cover three spot drop. We're going to fire four. We're just bringing these four. Again, you see three down linemen. you got one standing up as if he's a linebacker, right? So it's just a four-man rush. Uh, the one thing I did notice, they didn't do double wide nines, hardly any. What they mostly did was try to bring a five tech on one side 
and a wide nine on the other. Maybe there was a reason for that. Maybe there's something they seen on tape. I don't know. Obviously not being in the meeting room. Uh, but the DBs, what are they playing right here? They're playing mirror match press man and eight yards off. So you don't get press across the board. You don't even get regular press man. You're getting mirror match press man on one, and you're getting uh, you know eight yards off on the other side. So proper expectations. Roll it. Again, cover three zone match. Drop it. Going to read it out right down the seam. That's why I'm saying there's got to be a blown coverage here. Now, who was supposed to cover him? We know it's not man coverage. This guy right here, to me, looks like he's playing zone match. And what I mean by that is if the number two, he's the number two receiver, right? When he motions over, he becomes the two. When he comes out in the route, that's technically your two. So if the two goes vertical, right, if he goes vertical up the field, this guy becomes man coverage now. It's kind of the way it looks. If that's the case and they were playing zone match, he was the only pl person playing zone match. And the reason I say that, everyone else is playing spot drop. Watch the backers inside. They're just kind of spot drop, spot drop, spot drop, right? Now, notice this guy right here. What in the hell is he doing, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> I can't put that on Jeff Halfley. You know what I mean? This dude blow a coverage. He's got to know that if, the, if it is zone match, it's one of two things. It was either supposed to be spot drop. He didn't get deep enough. He's wrong either way. If it's zone match, he did he had the correct play, this guy right here, right? But if it was spot drop, he didn't drop deep enough. If it was zone match, he didn't carry the two. That guy becomes the two right there, and you got to be able to carry him, especially seeing that you just got a single high. So again, blown coverage. This is I think this was the only play that they played cover three zone. They had a goal line zone as well, but that's the only play that they played cover three. So blown coverage, miscommunication there. Um, all right. 739 left in the third quarter, third and sixth play. Come out in a cover one man, fire five spy. So you're going to have a spy in the middle. You got five that you're blitzing. Notice they're showing a lot of pressure up front, though, right? Notice all these guys showing pressure up front. So they're showing pressure. They're only going to end up bringing five. Like we said, they blitz five. They brung five rushers. Seven of the 14 plays that we broke down, they brung four rushers. Six of the plays we broke down, and six rushers only once. It doesn't mean they did that all year. It's just this specific game plan here. That's how they attacked it. So the T is left uncovered in this specific play, the T being the running back, all right, uh, coming out of the backfield. So there's definitely a blown assignment there, although the ball doesn't go to him. They lucked up in this case. Now the DBs, how, what are we playing here? The DBs, to me it looked like mirror match press, okay? Then you've got someone playing seven, seven yards off. You got mirror match press and you got eight yards off. You notice how, once again, on the outside receivers, they're playing a little bit softer on one side. One side, they're trying to go mirror match press man. The other side, they're trying to play soft. Okay. Now, as this rolls forward, again, we're showing cover one man. Let's see if uh, things change there. You see that guy drift back now? There is your other one that we were talking about the depth that he's playing at seven yards is actually this guy right here. He was just sugaring a little bit. Okay, so this is a nice, uh, nice stop, and the pressure actually hit home here. Again, cover one man, fire five spy. They're worried about Jordan Travis running with the ball. The T came uncovered. It didn't hurt you in this specific play, although someone got a negative mark for it. I promise you that. It's a nice stop, though, here on third and six. This is one of the positive plays where their man coverage stepped up. Nice stop. Pressure hit home. Let's roll the tape. Travis back drops. He's going to have to bail out of there. He's going to scramble up the sideline. And, of course, it wasn't enough to get the first down. They funnel him out of bounds. They came out on fourth down, okay, just so you guys know, where's the tape there, Clayton? They went up 31-16, whatever. They come out on fourth down. They got a few penalties and then ended up having to either – I think they punted on that specific play or 
they ended up turning it over on downs or something. But now they're up 31 to 16. They be in Florida State. 11.28 left in the fourth quarter, second and 10 play. We're going to come out and cover zero man once again. It's going to be cover zero man, fire five spy. We're going to run a cat blitz, and we'll notice that the DBs are playing seven yards off, 12 yards off his target. It's a zero blitz, but 12 yards off. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> That's way off, way off, right? I'm pretty sure this is your cat blitz here, okay? And again, you're going to have a fire five, one, two, three, four. Someone else is going to be blitzing. Oh, well, that's it, your fire five. Your cat is your fifth, okay? So your fire five cat blitz, and then you're going to have a spy. Someone here in the middle is actually going to be sitting in a little short middle zone. It might not even be that guy, but he's going to be sitting in a spy there. They're worried about Jordan Travis scrambling up the middle, right? This is actually a fumble forced and recovered for a touchdown. On this specific play, they played it aggressive. It's on the cat side, but the cat doesn't force the fumble. This is one hell of a play by this corner right here. I want you to watch him. Cover zero, right? Ball snapped. I'm going to give – all right, a little drift there. Look at the corner, how aggressive he is right here. I don't know who that dude is, but that's a heck of a play. This is cover zero man, and look at he's already got a beat, right? Now, when you play that far off – Right When you play that far off the line, you can keep your eyes on the quarterback. You can almost play it through the receiver to the quarterback. Remember we were talking about Quinion Mitchell? I think that's who we were talking about. And how they said that he is one of his best skills is when he's in man coverage, he's able to position his body to cover his man with his peripheral and with, with the rest of his peripheral, stare through the receiver while keeping an eye on the quarterback. You get kind of that zone approach but you're still in man coverage. You can do that when you're playing off. If this guy was up here playing press, you can't do that. There's no time to react. So that's what makes this play go. Key in on this corner down here. Again, the cat blitz is going to force pressure. Jordan Travis does a good job getting it out. He does nothing wrong on this play. But watch the corner at the bottom of your screen. See how he's got eyes on the play, eyes on the play even though he's in man coverage? And then watch him shoot his shot. Bang. Boom. Ball's out, right? Picked it up, scoop and score. Touchdown, you're back in the ballgame. Big play there. That that really turned the whole thing around. Again, play fake, going to dump it. The cat, you notice how the cat had to square up right here? Right here, squares up. Jordan Travis sees it, just buys a little time, going to dump it over the top almost like a screen pass. Kind of was a little makeshift screen. But look at the corner, how quick he closed, man. It was absolutely wild, especially in cover zero, man. Yeah, you, you can't do that pressed up on no, the receiver. Yep, yeah, you can't. If, if that was pressed on that side, this is probably a home run, to be honest with you. Look at all the separation. 
if he's pressed up out here, this dude's probably catching this ball and taking Daylight. it yep. to the house. Instead, you're playing off. You can play through the receiver in man coverage, force the fumble, scoop and score. You're back in the ball game. So, um, and he had these guys buzzing in this game, man. He had this defense, I know they give up a lot of points. You're looking at the scoreboard going Clayton. They didn't play good. Uh, it's easy on the surface to say that, but this is a number three team in the country, man. Yep. And Boston College just stripped the talent, right? So, all right, here's one of our bunch looks. Notice the bunch set here, Tim. It's important to key in on bunch and trip sets because that tells a lot of how a defensive coordinator are going to play those sets. And I think what you're doing here is mostly catch man. We're showing cover one man, fire four plus one green dog blitz. All right. Now, how is he approaching playing bunch? To me, it looks like catch man with the guy closest to the line. You're going to try to play a little mirror match or a little press probably. You want to press the point there. And as these guys release, that's going to determine who this guy. Whichever one of these receivers releases outside, he's going to play catch man. And the one who releases inside, he's playing catch man. So, again, it's cover one. Why is it cover one? You got your safety playing deep center. Notice there's no sugar going on, Tim. There's no rotation. Yep. One thing that I've noticed about Jeff Halfley's defense here, and maybe it'll change in the pros, but at least here in this one-game saturation at Boston College, he's not sugaring anything other than the simulated blitzes up front. He's going, get your safety in position, get everybody in position, and let's just go play ball, right? Yep. I, I like I like sugaring with two on the shelf, but you cannot deny this year – that Fangio system took a step back as far as results across the National Football League. So you yep. might see more of this, league cyclical. So, um, All right, so let's look at the DB depth again real quick. Proper expectation. You've got seven yards off his target. You've got press man right here. You've got six yards off his target, okay? So that's how they're playing off. Seven, press man, seven, and six. Sorry, that's the seven, and then here's your six probably. Yeah, that's probably going to be your six as he scoots up. And this is great run D right here, man. Again, they're going with a nasty split. What's nasty split? Inside the numbers. Everybody on offense is inside the numbers. That's called a nasty split. All right. I don't even know what you would call this. I guess you would call it – be damned, Tim. This is pistol bunch nasty X. Looky here. Yeah. And look at our, look at our, look at our X over here too, man. Big boy. Wilson, right? Johnny Wilson? Yep. I'm thinking that's him, man. I could be wrong. I don't know if Jake ever confirmed in the chat, but I'm pretty sure that's Johnny Wilson out there. No, that's him. Okay, big number four, number fourteen, yeah, man, freaking jolly green giant out there playing water receivers, <laughs> absolutely wild. But again, this is great run, D. Let's roll the tape. Third and three play. Watch them be aggressive. They're in a cover one look, right? It's not like they got a crazy heavy box, especially with a nasty split. They're gonna try to run end around. Look at them flow, man. Got the boys buzzing. Shut that run down, and gave them a shot to get back in the game. So now here we go. They scored, obviously, they be in Boston College. You're only down by what? Two points. So it was a two-point game. It wasn't a three-point game. Two-point game. 454 left, third and three play. How are we going to attack it here? Right? We're on defense again. We're down 31 to 29, just four, you know, roughly five minutes left in the game. We come out in another cover one drop. What is drop? Cover one drop is deep safety, middle zone. You're going to have one of these guys underneath who's going to play underneath zone. Little spy look. When you play cover one drop, if you got a mobile quarterback, it's essentially a deep spy is what it is, right? You're keeping your eyes on the quarterback, covering the middle zone. Sometimes it allows the outside corners to play with outside leverage and funnel everything back in towards the mid, the drop zone, and the deep center zone, right? So DBs, here, let's look at the depth real quick. I'm losing my voice. We're going to muscle through here, Tim. Six yards off the line or six yards off the receiver, roughly four yards off the receiver. Okay, you're going to have someone playing press man right here, and then you got seven yards 
off his target. Now, they're going to use a little motion, but he's going to stay seven off, and right here is true press man. All right, so let's roll the tape. You see the motion. That's how you know it's man. Here we go. Ball snap, drop back pass, fired on the sideline, ball's incomplete. So nice play there. Just a four-man rush. You see the drop in the middle, right? Right here is your cover one drop. This dude's reacting now, but he was playing cover one man. If you roll it back, it looks like he might have someone open coming across the middle, but that, that linebacker's walking out because he's just reading Jordan Travis's eyes. But there's you're going to see a receiver come into play right here off the left side. He may have been there if he just used his shoulders. One thing Jordan Travis didn't do well in this game, he wasn't he wasn't looking safeties over too much. You can see him right there, right, Tim? See him coming to the picture. Yep. That's probably – you look off that side and go right here with the ball would probably be the right play, but it's easy for me to say sitting over here overweight in front of my computer. <laughs> Again, outside throw, pretty decent coverage. Yep. You know, low percentage play there, but they tried to go back shoulder against this man heavy defense for sure. So, there you go. That's all we got. Again, that was 14-play saturation. Let me get back in here in the studio and drop this down. Did it, Do you know if the stream dropped at all? I'm not sure. I'm looking in the chat. It may have for a minute. Cool. If it did, guys, I apologize. Hopefully uh, hopefully it didn't go down too much. But just a quick recap before we wrap up. We're at the 49-minute mark, and we did 14 plays. That's freaking awesome, Tim. Um, so, quick recap. 14 plays. We ran cover one man, cover one man coverage, eight of the 14 plays. Cover zero man, four of the 14 plays. Cover three zone once. Goal line zone once. Blown coverage. I don't think it was man. I think it was zone. Um, as far as rushing the quarterback, we brung four rushers six times, five rushers seven times, and six rushers one time. All right. Let's talk about press man coverage. We played mirror match press man. Seven different defenders played mirror match press man. Not seven of the 14 plays, but seven defenders total in coverage throughout that 14-play saturation. Seven of them played mirror match press. Only three played press. What does that tell you? You're probably going to get more mirror match press man in Jeff Halfley's defense than just traditional press man. Both accomplish the same thing, and I think both have kind of their strengths, but the end result is you're playing really tight in that specific coverage. But, again, everyone wasn't playing press. That's a very, very, very small percentage, those 10 defenders out of all the defenders we showed in that 14-play saturation. Defensive linemen in coverage. For those Joe Barry haters, cover years a minute. We had two big boy defensive linemen dropping into coverage. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, him being Jeff Halfley, because you had a mobile quarterback. That might have been a design spy. Outside of that, you've seen, you've seen spies from the linebacker position, right? You've seen cover one drop that's essentially a spy, but you're playing that mid-zone. Maybe on those plays where they wanted to get a little more aggressive and just show a cover one look, they were trying to bait him into stepping up in one of those middle rush lanes and using a defensive tackle to kind of drop back and do your best B.J. Raji in person. That's kind of what we've seen there. Um, I see your uh, super chat there, Andy. We'll get to it in just a second, buddy. I appreciate you, man. Actually, we got two super chats. I apologize, guys. Um, defensive line and coverage, two different times defensive linemen dropped into coverage. All right. Defender coverage depth. This is important. All right. What is the, the most frequent depth? that the corners slash safeties played off of the receivers, okay? 11 different times they played seven yards off the ball. That was the most common. Nine different times they played eight yards off the ball, okay? Uh, eight different times they played six yards off the ball. Three different times they played four yards off the ball. 
two times they played three yards off the ball, and once it was as far as 12 yards off the ball. Of course, you were in zero coverage. It was the safety covering the tight end, which was a U, you know, offset off the line of scrimmage. A little bit of cheating there, but nonetheless, 12 yards. So if you were to draw up a game plan, Tim, and go, okay, what does he do most at Boston College, one game saturation against the number three team in the country? You would say, when people say, what kind of defense did he run or did he coach? I know he wasn't the play caller, but what he set up and coached at Boston College, you would say cover one man, bring in five rushers, all right, and they like to play mirror match press man when they did play snug, although the majority of the time, the large majority of the time, he had cornerbacks playing seven yards off the ball, seven yards off the receiver. So cover one man, five, you're going to fire five, cover one man, playing on average seven yards off the ball. That's a far cry from people who are trying to say, man, he's just going to play all press, man, and it's going to be overly aggressive. I think you're going to get a good mix. And I think Matt LaFleur is going to have a whole lot of say in what goes on there, right? So let's get to the Super Chats real quick. Mike Witt, appreciate you, buddy. Thank you for supporting the stream. He says, has any of you heard if Halfley is bringing in his own assistants? Really think Jair and LVN are going to thrive in the system? Corner slash safety in the first, question mark. Yes to the corner slash safety in the first, especially safety. You know, we did a mock draft last night, and we ended up we ended up pulling what was it two safeties, Tim? Am I thinking right? Huh? <laughs> that was my reaction. I think I've got it here. Jake Shavink helped us with it. Yeah, we got Kinchins and Newbin. Yeah, so, so in we a went, perfect world. This this actually happens. We went interior offensive line. Graham Barton with the twenty fifth pick. Sure up that offensive line. Maybe he wins center spot. Maybe he plays right guard but you bolster up that right guard position slash center that was kind of weak this year, especially in the run game. We went Graham Barton. We had our uh, our draft uh, – what we say? Our draft uh, – God, what did we call Jake last night? Our draft uh, – well, oh, man, yeah. I'm, I'm telling advisor, you. Advisor, our draft – was he our draft advisor? advisor? That's it. Every yeah. pick we made, we ran it by Jake Shavink and said, Jake, what do you think about this? He, he, he and, of course, it. we get all A's and B's across yeah, the board. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, Graham Barton with the 25th pick interior offensive line. Then we went Cameron Kitchens at 41, and we double dip with my boy Tyler Newbin out of Minnesota at 58. Bro, I was like that right there. That might be your, your two starting safeties right there. You know, there's a good chance. And you know what? Maybe you pick up a safety like Geno Stone or a, uh, a Lowy Gilman in free agency, and guess what you might be able to do? You might be able to put Cameron Kitchens or Tyler Newbin down there in a the slot too. Who knows, right? Yep. Um, I love this draft, though. We took Trey Benson running back out of Florida State. You've seen a little bit of him right there, I'm sure, on the tape. I just didn't recognize him right off the bat. But, uh, yeah, I think we end up going linebacker. I'm going to drop this down for just a second, Mike. Appreciate you, buddy. Um, Peyton Wilson at linebacker at 91. Got an A for that one. And then we went Bo Melton's brother, Max Melton, at cornerback, 126. Uh, A-plus on that pick. So, yeah. Um, Pretty good stuff. That was a fun draft to do. So yeah. yeah. So back to Mike Witt's question. Yeah, definitely a definitely a safety. I'd be cool with safety in the first, although the mock drafts, like you said, Tim, they really don't mean anything up to this stage. Once they get out there and run in their underwear in Indianapolis, all that's going to shuffle around. But yeah. um, we'll have draft day drama too, you know. Oh yeah. I'm sure we'll be hearing at least one crazy story about a <laughs> a high draft prospect getting caught up doing something he shouldn't have or 
you know, guys, draft stock goes down as as we get closer. It, it does happen, but you'll get a high draft pick taking bong hits with a gas mask on, something like that. You know, <laughs> along those lines. Anyway, Mike. Yeah, as far as him bringing his own assistance, it doesn't sound like it, man. But it's still kind of early too, right? Yeah. Like, it sounds like, and I could be wrong. I could be speaking completely off cuff. I have no inside information whatsoever. You can hear my accent and all that, but it kind of feels like they're going to keep a lot of the assistance on, but I hope they shake it up a bit. Me personally, you know, I wouldn't mind to see them try to still try to pluck some people from some of these good defenses across the league. You know, you, you, what if you went in and got one of the up and comers in Kansas city's defense, right? If you're going to go man coverage a little bit more, what if you went into Kansas city and said, Hey, let's go get this young whippersnapper and make him a passing game coordinator, right? Try to do just a little bit of sh- something. It's still early. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, Dan Campbell got the job in Washington today, and that kind of shook things up a bit. That, that blew my mind when I heard that earlier. I was like, holy cow. So he went to Washington, so you're going to get someone getting promoted down there in Dallas if they haven't already announced it. And that could be adding Dirty, the one that, that we talked about possibly bringing in as a D.C., that type of thing. That's someone else you might be able to bring in as a as kind of a – Oh, not, you mean you're not going to promote Al Harris to D.C.? Stop this. <laughs> you know what? It, it could. We, I'll tell you this, Tim, um, what did surprise me was, you know, Zach Orr, we were kind of big on Zach Orr. I felt like that was a bit of a stretch to try to get him to go to jump all the way to D.C. I would much rather have Denard Wilson or, like we said, Chris Hewitt. But they promoted him straight to D.C. in Baltimore. That was pretty wild to me, man. So, you know, I'm with you. I think it's probably not going to happen, but nothing surprises me anymore. Mike Witt, thank you for the super chat, buddy. Andy with the super chat said, great chalk talk, maybe a simple question, but what is the advantage of handing the dirt versus stand-up? You know, Andy, I, I'd never seen it as a big advantage either way, but I did ask Coach Hahn. For those of you guys who've been listening to Packernet for a while, Coach Hahn's a good friend of the program. He used to come on and do chalk talks with me. He's busy chasing his career and all that good stuff. One of the one of the most knowledgeable coaches you'll ever meet. Really good dude, too. Just, just got a heart for kids, a heart for the game, all that. Um, I asked him, I said, is there, is there that big of a difference having your hand in the dirt? And he said, oh, absolutely. Eye discipline in the run game. He made it sound as if, if someone plays with their hand in the dirt, they play the run better. Okay. Yeah. So I probably rush the passer better too, out of, out of that. Could you know, be. And I would think playing stand up maybe gives you more of an advantage in coverage. Yeah. That's just my, my that makes sense. way of, yeah. That's probably why you see less of it in the four three and more of it in the 34, because you're trying to fire those fire zone blitzes and, and get your OLB into, into coverage. Right. So there you go, Andy, hopefully that answered your question, buddy. We appreciate the super chat, man. You're awesome. Chewy GB dad in the house, $10 super chat. Thank you so much, buddy. He just said, appreciate you guys. We appreciate you, Chewy, man. Appreciate you're always, yeah, it's always, it's always fun interacting with you on social media and, and obviously in here in the chat too, man. That, that means the world to us. Thank you for the support, buddy. Uh, Mike Witt with the Super Chat says, my draft crush is Chris Jenkins, Cullen's nephew. I wondered, when I seen Chris Jenkins, I was thinking, is he related to Cullen Jenkins? For those of you who don't That's know, awesome. Cullen Jenkins was the man, dude. Monster. Hated to he see him go to man. Philly when he left, man, because he yeah. was just solid. Had the coolest arm tats, too. I man. just looked like somebody you want to take into a bar fight with you. Yeah. <laughs> go in there and start talking crap and then slip to the back and let, let Cullen take care of business. You know what I mean? I didn't know that was his nephew. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, Chris Jenkins, I would pull it up, but we're pretty much up against the gun. I'd say let's see where he's ranked. Maybe we can make a note and look at that tomorrow. But uh, thank you so much, Mike. We appreciate you, buddy. Donovan Schilling said in the chat, the players were referring Al Harris for D.C., Tim. I, you know, look, I wouldn't be surprised if anything happens at this point. I just know that he wouldn't have been my first pick, right? I and, see, uh, when I when I say things like that or I joke, it's, it's because 
Al Harris literally said everything but I don't want to be a DC. You know, he said that he's not an X's and O's guy. He's not a play caller. He likes working one-on-one, you know, individually with the guys in the secondary. So that's why I make jokes about him being a DC. You know, the we we always talk about who who's going to be interviewed or who's going to be offered a job. Well, you you have to want to take that job. Yeah. You know, like so that that's all I'm saying when it comes to Al Harris. And of course, Green Bay royalty nothing but respect for him. I'm just going based off of, you know, right. the vibe I'm getting from him as a, as a coach right now, seems like he's pretty happy with what he's doing right now. Yeah, definitely. Andy Apex said, man, that guy was so much fun when he was here talking about Colin Jenkins. Jen Wright says, yeah, Jenkins was a beast. And then Paul Robertson said, Colin Jenkins was the reason that defense was so stout, man. They were, they were solid in the middle for sure. He was, he was kind of versatile too. I know he played interior, but, it just seemed like he, he had enough quickness, too. He could sniff out screens and everything. He was just a solid player all the way around for sure. So, yep. there you go. All right, good stuff, man. Um, Tim, anything else you want to hit on as I get ready to wrap up? I'm going to run some numbers at you guys just to kind of give you a little bit – little little deeper wrinkle here when it comes to uh, Jeff Halfley and what he's done in the past. But anything else you want to hit on, Buck? Um, when it comes to uh, Coach Halfley, uh, the one thing I, I caught in one of, the, uh, one of the interview clips I saw floating around there was – he was really stressing balance. You know, it's not so much, are we going to play man to man all the time? Or are we going to be in the zone all the time? It's, you want to have a lot of both. You want to be able to do both. Um, So I don't think we're going to get a one-sided approach with him. Uh, But, you know, the fact that he hasn't been a play caller, um, at least defensively, it looks like is, is a bit of a concern. However, you know, we got four preseason games, right? We've got uh, we've got time to get ready, and uh, he has NFL level experience as a coach. So you know, first time for everything, right? And sometimes, hey, sometimes first year coordinators they come in the league and they they make some noise. Absolutely. Well, there's there's absolutely no reason to believe like we can't find success right away with him as our DC. So, and this I mean, this is coming from Joe Barry's biggest fan right here. So, um, yeah. you know, I'm happy. I, I really am. I'm looking forward to the future with him. Um, and I, I don't know if you caught Goody's presser today. I'm sure you did. Uh, yeah. Check Clayton's uh, feed, and there's a lot of good clips up there. But, um, you know, I like what Goody said that, uh, you know, things may change as far as the approach and the draft, but it seems like maybe not, you know, right now. Um, I think time will tell. It's still too early to really see what direction we're going to be going here uh, defensively yeah. just yet. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, you know, Goody's presser, we'll hit on it tomorrow. I've got those clips, so we'll kind of just touch on that for Good Morning Lambo and uh, let the chat kind of control the show a bit. We just wanted to get you guys a quick little breakdown. I don't know how much of the Jeff Halfley tape I'm going to break down because it is time-consuming. I was up really late last night cutting the clips and then rushed home today uh, to take care of some stuff in town and then got here and, and broke it down and, and tried to get you guys all the information put in. It, it's very time-consuming. I do it as an exercise for me to learn, but also I know people enjoy it because we kind of get to learn together. But, it, you know, I would love to break down every game from Boston College, but I also love my wife and we got to <laughs> we got to have time to, you know, just uh, be married and hang out. <laughs> so there was right. people immediately asking me earlier, go, what'd you think of that game? What'd you think? I'm like, listen, bro, I'm I'm tired. <laughs> like green mile. I'm tired, boss. I'm tired. So anyway, um, just some quick numbers, all right, to put things into perspective with Jeff Halfley and what he's done other places. You know, to the best of my knowledge, all right, 
If anyone else has any other information, let me know. But I have yet to find anyone that's come forward and said that he has called plays anywhere. So this would be his first time calling plays. If he's the play caller, I'm assuming he's going to be being the defensive coordinator, right? Um, so if that's the case, um, this would be his first time calling plays. So what does he have experience with? Well, being a DB coach, right? Obviously, we went through his entire coaching history. Boston College head coach the last three years. He was at Ohio State as co-defensive coordinator and secondary coach under Ryan Day in 2019. They had a great defense that year, but the Ohio State fans I spoke to, he was not the play caller there, okay? Um, before that, he was with the San Francisco 49ers. So this is probably since Boston College's defense, this is where you got to kind of step in and go, okay, where was his most recent NFL experience? He was with the San Francisco 49ers. He was a defensive backs coach from 2016 to 2018 under Robert Sala. What did Robert Sala do this year? Okay, let's pretend that they have evolved together and they had the same exact mindset. We know that's not the case exactly, but the closest thing that we'll have to Jeff Halfley as an NFL coach, I imagine, will be Robert Sala. With the Jets, Robert Sala ran a 4-3 uh, defense. They like to play downhill, one-gap scheme. Okay, They use defensive line to get quick penetration against the run on their way to the pass. That's kind of how they attack it. They played zone. 52% of the time. So we got to keep that in mind. The NFL is a different beast from yep, NCAA yep. football. They played man coverage 30% of the time. That was an ele- that was 11th most in the league. Last year under Joe Barry, we played man coverage 23% of the time. So that would be a significant increase, 7% more, if we just did what Robert Sala did. I'm not saying that Jeff Halfley will do that, but I think that's a good starting point on kind of expectations of the way he might approach the NFL. Um, one thing that Sala did, he brung four rushers 80% of the time. That was most in the entire National Football League. He only brung four rushers 80% of the time. Now, if we go back to this one-game saturation at BC, what did he bring the most? He brung five rushers seven times of the 14-play saturation. He brung four rushers six times, six rushers only once. So that kind of goes hand-in-hand with what Robert Sala is doing. And, again, those are just the most crucial plays. It may tilt – in a totally opposite direction if we if we had broke down every single defensive snap. So I think you got to look back at San Francisco to go, okay, what were they doing in the secondary? It wasn't great, guys. Again, yep. if you see it, you got to say it. Proper expectations. I hope he's the best DC in the National Football League last year, uh, next year. But we ran the PFF numbers. PFF isn't everything. There's people rolling their eyes right now. That's cool. We can agree to disagree. It's another metric we can use to try to gauge how well someone played or didn't play, right? In 2016, he was the DB coach. Their coverage grade for the San Francisco 49ers as a team was 25th in the league. In 2017, they were 26th in the league. In 2018, they were 32nd in the league in coverage grades. Now, in 2019, he wasn't there. They finished dead last in PFF grade as far as coverage grade. I think it was in the 30s, if I remember correctly. It was horrible. He goes straight to Ohio State. He's the co-defensive coordinator, but was not calling the plays, to the best of my knowledge. And then he gets his job offer at Boston College, okay, where I don't think it's fair to to gloat how bad the numbers were with BC's defense too much because they didn't have they didn't have a whole lot of talent, right, yeah. is what it is. So we can't put all stuff. that on Halfley either. He was the head coach. You know, he he actually spoke to that too. You know, being a head coach, there are 
you know, certain things that take you away from focusing strictly on your defense. Um, And I'm sure Matt LaFleur experiences that in his own way from the offensive side, you know, being a play caller and head coach, you know, you've got a multitude of responsibilities, you know, it could explain the, you know, the activation of an assistant head coach position here with uh, Rich Passaccia coming into that role, uh, maybe lightening the load with some of the personnel stuff and allowing Matt to focus more on the offense and calling the plays. So we might see a similar approach here. We, we might not. I, I'm, I'm excited by the uncertainty right now, honestly. So time will tell how things will shape up. I agree, man. It's, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to get here quick too. We'll continue to break down some tape throughout the off season. We'll go back and watch our favorite plays from last year. We'll kind of, we'll, we'll be listening to these staff changes. If indeed they do move some, some staff members around and, and bring in some other assistants, we're going to be continuing to get ready for the draft. We'll have Jake Shavink, who who obviously is still down there in, in Mobile, Alabama, I'm pretty sure, at the uh, Senior Bowl and all that. I think we got that coming up this weekend, Saturday, I believe, that game at noon. So we'll have some football on. Uh, basically, the the top talent from college football that's going to be performing in the Reese Senior Bowl. That'll be a lot of fun to watch this weekend. You'll have a spring league kicking off that will just kind of give us our football fix until – you know, uh, OTAs and all that good stuff gets kicked up. And then obviously training camp, we'll have the draft, we'll have free agency. There's going to be a ton of stuff to talk about. So Absolutely. we're going to get out of here. Just hit the chat real quick. Jim says that was pretty thorough, Clayton. Thank you, Jim. Um, we try, buddy. It was fun. I learned a lot today, man. Um, again, when I share this stuff, it's not me going, let me teach you guys. It's me going, hey, here's what I found today. Tell me what you guys think about it, right? It's we open, it book, open book studying, you know. We can Absolutely. all we can all look, look over each other's shoulders. There's Nobody's checking to see if we're cheating. Yeah. Let's uh, look at everything we can right now because uh, this was kind of a out of left field hire to a lot of us fans. We didn't we didn't see this coming, so now it's time to do our homework. Definitely, definitely, it, it did. I, I love Andy A. Pack's response on Twitter. I said, "Hold on, top Packers fans, this came out of left field." And Andy was like, "That came out of a whole different stadium." <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we may be looking back, going, "They've done it again, man." Great hire. I hope so. Red Mo says, Mandy, the real MVP of the offseason, buddy. Truer words have never been spoken, my friend. Um, I hope she's watching right now. Maybe I'll get a few brownie points. <laughs> anyway, all right, we're out of here, guys. I want to give a special thanks to the Super Chats, Mike Witt, Andy A. Pack, Chewy, GB Dad, and Mike Witt. Thank you guys so much for supporting the stream. You're always too kind. We really, really appreciate it. Um, again, for those of you asking about the merch store, it's up and running. The link is in the description of this YouTube video. Got got all kinds of merch flying off the shelves it's pretty cool man i'm about to place another order too i got a coffee mug on the way we got all kinds of cool stuff it's just a way that you can support the stream but the main thing was we had listeners asking hey do you got any merch so we're trying to get some better designs out there for you too and all that good stuff so anyway thank you guys so much for your time for those of you listening on the pod thank you for making us a part of your day we'll see you tomorrow morning for good morning lambo we'll hear from goody and his presser we got some clips chopped up just to kind of get his take on some important stuff like Jordan Love's contract extension coming up, Aaron Jones' future with the Packers, David Bakhtiari's future with the Packers. Um, I loved his reaction to Jair Alexander. Did you ever give any thought of trading out Jair? And before he could say Jair, uh, he went, no, no, no. <laughs> Just cut the reporter off. Huh? Exactly. As a matter of fact, seeing that Jair is going to be here for the foreseeable future, let's just hit him with this. here to tell you Pack is back. For those of you uh, listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go back up. The power sweep. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense.
Yes, a YN or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet. Get an isolation with the with the linebacker. Tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's open. If he's not, to drive down on the first man to his inside. YN has the linebacker taken out. He cuts inside. The YN has the linebacker here. He comes all the way around. If you look at this play, we're trying to get a seal here and a seal here. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. <laughs> 